Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, and I'm having a great time talking about real estate and real estate for investors with different guests every week. Today, I've got a great guest coming back to the studio. He hasn't been here for a while because he's been on the road, in the air, on the water. He's been all over the world. Mr. Dave Washburn is going to join us. Dave is a hard money lender from Socotra Capital. We're going to be talking about hard money in the business of investment loans and more from Dave Washburn. Later in the show, too, we're going to talk about the latest stats that have come in from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, you know, telling us what the median home prices are in the county, in the city, in surrounding communities. Get an idea of where people's money is taking them, those that invested in real estate yesterday, last week, five years ago, six years ago, when we hit the bottom. That and more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're on the Lotus Broadcast Stations here in northern Nevada, finishing up our 12th year in the business, looking for a great 13th year to come to. We've probably helped thousands and thousands of people help make great decisions when it comes to buying and selling real estate. And more and more, investors are stepping forward because they want to take advantage of the growth opportunities in real estate. I mean, later when we look at the numbers from the Association of Realtors, you're going to see the great increases in value. I mean, when people talk about rising home prices, it also means my equity is rising in my property if you own real estate in northern Nevada. If you don't, you're actually paying the cost, paying the price for all of that appreciation because it's probably costing you more for rent. Or if you're living in a home you don't like, you're still paying a higher price and living in a home that you don't like, then making a move and finding the right home. We're going to talk about those things for investors with our guest in the studio. Today, Dave Washburn is with us from Socotra Capital. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Peter. It's great to be back. It's great to have you back, too. I think when you were here last time, it was getting pretty warm in northern Nevada. You took off for a long trip. I did. I did a bucket list trip to go cycle through Europe. So it was uh, a summer over there. And yeah, when I showed up, it was cold and raining. And when I left, it was cold and raining. And (laughs) I had the full summer in between. Oh, that must have been marvelous. You were there at about the time that the Tour de France was taking place, right? Yeah, I got to see eight stages of the Tour de France this year. Oh, man. What what an awesome trip that must have been. Uh, And you rode your bike while you were there. Yeah, so I had a van and I would drive around to the different towns and do a lot of the routes that the riders were were going to do the next day or had done the previous day at a at a much slower pace and with more breaks in between but yeah still got to you get to go ride on the roads and um, that's one of the unique things with cycling it's a horrendous uh, spectator sport because they just whiz by you and they're gone before you know it but it's wonderful in that you can go ride the exact road they they did and you can climb the same climb um, so in that way, it's really cool to experience it. It's like being at Yankee Stadium, you know, swinging, swinging the bat. You're right there on the roads they ride. And what sights you must have seen. I'm sure that, at least from what I've seen on the television coverage, it's such beautiful scenery there. You're seeing things, I mean, that no other, no other place in the world can offer those kinds of sights. It is, and, you know, it's really cool to uh, enjoy another culture, too, in France. 
you're all camped on the side of the road and the roads are closed to traffic. You have to get there days in advance and you're camping there with people from all different countries. And every morning, the one truck they let come up is the bread truck and he stops every few meters and you buy a fresh loaf of bread and you're out there. And so it's, yeah, it's a really amazing experience. Oh my. It's a good, good trip to take a little break and get refreshed and get ready to get back in the saddle back here in Nevada. Yeah, you've got great stories for the rest of your life and I'm hoping to hear some more of those. But you're here for a very specific reason, Dave, is that you're the hard money lending expert that we talked to about getting hard money loans. And still today, I know a lot of people don't know how hard money loans work. So give our listeners a little refresher since you haven't been here for a while. Yeah, hard money loan is a loan from a loan broker who raises capital from private individuals and then lends it out. So they're able to uh, underwrite differently, close more quickly, be a little more flexible in how they take collateral and what lien position they'll hold, those sorts of things. Um, and they can also work on distressed properties. And this time of year, as the year winds down, we close really quickly. And that's the value that we add to the transaction. People will come to us uh, with a property that has to sell by the end of the calendar year. The person who owns it wants it off their books. And you'll see things move really quickly. And if you go to a bank, they might take 30 or 45 days. But hard money lenders, we're still closing this year in just as little as five or 10 days. You know, the name hard money lender just sounds a little bit uncomfortable. And I think it's because, you know, in the old days, before there were real hard money lenders, there were hard money lenders, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> and because of that, I think people need to know how hard money lenders are now licensed and regulated to Dave. Share that with us. Sure. Well, everything post-crash uh, has been governed by the um, Dodd-Frank Act when it comes to lending on single-family residences. So that's why we stick to investor loans. We're licensed. We have our NMLS license, which, which is a national licensing system. We've got our uh, lending license in the state of Nevada, and then we also do loans in California. So we've got a commercial license over there and a broker uh, license over there. So our company, I, don't, I haven't counted them recently, but it seems like we hold five or six licenses and we have uh, you know, an audited fund and we do continuing ad every year and we have E&O insurance and all those normal things. So mm -hmm. uh, a bank, you know, a mortgage, primary residence lending institution, they have to have brick and mortar, an actual building that the people go work to so that it gives them a higher level of assurance to borrowers knowing that there's somebody that actually has an investment some way, shape or form in the community as let's say somebody who just does internet out of their upstairs room above their garage lending type of thing. What about you guys? Yeah, Nevada is a unique state that way. They require you to have your brick and mortar office. So ours is in state line Nevada up in Lake Tahoe and uh, that's where we service Nevada from. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this for a number of years I would imagine. Yeah, I started with our company in California in September of 2009, and then we've been lending in Nevada for four or five years now. It's no secret to our listeners that have tuned into the show before, Dave. You've been on the show before. We've talked a lot about hard money lending. I ask these questions because if there are new listeners that have joined us since you were with us in the spring and you don't know what hard money lending is, it's a great tool is what it is. It helps you close deals fast. I know this because I talk to many, many people in the real estate business, in the mortgage business, and you know sometimes banks just can't pull the trigger fast enough. Hard money, too, is not really as hard as it seems. I mean, you know, a typical loan from a bank, if you're looking to get a mortgage to buy a home, you're probably talking minimum 30 days on average, more likely 45. If you've got a complicated income stream or taxes, it might take even a touch longer than that. But when a real estate deal comes up for investment purposes, a lot of the times people have to pull the trigger fast. 
So Dave, share with us how fast. Yeah, we can get it done in about five to seven days, and uh, you know that's that's a fast deal for us. Man, yep. it is a so fast deal. So pretty much the only limiters are how quickly can we get an appraisal ordered and turned around? How quickly can we get a preliminary title report pulled on the property? Because just like a bank, we're going to go through title and escrow, get the proper insurances, value the property. Uh, we have to do all those same things, but we can do them at a much quicker rate of speed because you're talking to the person who's going to be making the loan. We're a direct lender. We don't have to go source the money. We can just get in and get out and make the transaction happen. And so it's a transaction a lot like a, a typical real estate transaction because everything is recorded and everybody gets copies. It's all disclosed. And there are regulations that you have to follow that all hard money lenders have to follow now. I, I, it used to be people thought about hard money lenders as people that just owned their own personal money, kind of like a vest pocket lender. And that wasn't always real assuring, you know, because um, really no regulation. It sounds to me like, as you mentioned, Dodd-Frank has kind of put things on, a, on an even playing field for hard money. Well, what it's done is it uh, has made it more defined, the difference between primary residence, purchase money loans, or consumer debt, as we call it, and investor um, capital. And so whereas those lines used to be blurred, where you had a lot of people lying on applications and getting uh, you know adjustable rate mortgages that they couldn't afford and 100% financing, all that stuff that was happening in the 05 to 07 range, um, you know, it really cleaned that kind of stuff out. And so lenders have to be much more clinical when it comes to underwriting and lending and um, making those loans. You know, Dave, recently I was playing a game with Sherry Hill. Sherry is the host of the Sherry Hill radio show. And she was uh, rather introduced me to a game called Cash Flow. And sure. I'm not sure whether you've ever played Cash Flow, but boy, did I have fun in Cash Flow. Are you familiar with the game? I'm familiar with the game. I think I've played it once or twice. You know, Sherry's dad, uh, C.W. Allen, was a key part of the invention of that game. Cool. And uh, so we're very attached to that game. And, and we share it with our friends. And we shared it with uh, a young person the other day, and the other evening and after dinner. We had a lot of fun doing that. But, you know, sometimes when you need to sell an asset, this is what I'm getting at, in the game and in life, I found that I had an asset that was really great and I had a great opportunity to buy something at the same time. But the problem was I couldn't sell the asset fast enough. Sure. And uh, I lost out on some great deals. I would have won that game had I had some <laughs> access to quick sure. cash. But I didn't, Dave. And, and I, that's one thing about the cash flow game I'm going to have to talk to Sherry about. There's no option there for hard money. <laughs> no, then it's not accurate and it needs to be updated. But uh, yeah, we get a lot of those those questions, especially in today's market, because there's such low inventory, and that's been the the status of the market for years now. Mm -hmm. That that's been the buzzword, and so agents and buyers know that they have to bring in a quick closing because. Uh, if it's not going to be you, every seller knows there's another buyer right behind you because there's so few properties to go look at. Yeah. And so if something's priced properly, you need to get in there and get it done quickly. Um, and that's a big advantage that we offer to people. I have talked to a lot of investors uh, since we launched the radio show. And Dave, more so it seems like than ever, people are thinking that there aren't that many investment opportunities because of the limited supply of homes. And so they're also thinking that because people aren't really flipping homes the way that they used to uh, five, six, seven years ago when things were just starting to come back, uh, there's the thought that really there's not really a, an, even an opportunity 
for hard money lending, but I, I bet you can tell us contrary to that. However, we have to take a quick break, so hang on to that thought, and we'll be back on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, pleased to be visiting with you today about, oh, all the good things you can experience when you're a homeowner, whether it's your primary residence or investment property. Primary residence, though, that's where most people start out because when you want to become an investor, you kind of got to learn the way. And the process of buying a home for a primary residence is a lot like buying investment property. There's just a little bit more emotion to it, I would say. One of the cool things about primary residence is when you have a primary residence, you can do a lot of things that you couldn't do maybe when you're a renter. Let's say you're renting a house. You've got to ask permission before you can paint that outside of the house. Let's say you want to change the landscaping a little bit when you have a rental house. You can't do that without asking the landlord. Look, the same thing is true if you have commercial property or investment property. Only the owner can really dictate what's going to happen. When you're a primary residence, there are really fun things you can do with your home too. Paint it, spruce it up, plant a garden. One of the things I love to do at my home, I've become a beekeeper. Yes, in the last two years, I've been taking beekeeping classes and studying bees in every way, shape, and form and the whole process of becoming a beekeeper. And it's really quite a wonderful experience. And I wanna share that with you because I wanna talk to you about the 2018 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference right here in Northern Nevada. It's happening in the hub of Lyon County, Yarrington, Nevada, February 23rd through the 25th. I've been there for the last several years and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wonderful experience to surround yourself with beekeeping paraphernalia, beekeeping people, beekeeping experience and this year they're going to have all sorts of great bee honey yes it all comes down to the honey right that's that's what it really ends up is that you also get fantastic natural honey that's good in so many ways by becoming a backyard beekeeper it's not for everybody but if you want to learn about it i encourage you to join me february 23rd through the 25th in yarrington nevada for the nevada state beekeepers conference you can get all the details register get a discount on hotels in yarrington at nevadastatebeekeepers.org all that information is on our website nevadarealestateradio.com and don't forget the beekeeping beekeepers conference is sponsored by Edible Tahoe Reno Magazine. With me in the studio today, a hard money lender, easy to talk to, Dave Washburn. Dave is with Socotra Capital. Hope you're enjoying being here today, Dave. I am, Peter, and uh, looking forward to hearing more about the bees and your new new hobby. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. We don't call it a hobby. We call it, we're not hobbyists. We're 
backyard beekeepers. Okay. I think gotcha. there's a tax. I've impl- been corrected. Somebody told me that I there's gotcha. a tax implication on that, so maybe that's it. Well, don't, don't let me cause you to be in a higher tax bracket. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not a hobbyist. I'm a backyarder. I love the beekeeping, Dave. And, uh, yeah, it's a very cool thing. And, uh, you know, it, too, can be turned into a business. I guess if somebody really wanted to do that, there's a lot of demand for it. Um, all sorts of reasons that people would want to buy homes, uh, first of all, because you can do the things you want. But, you know, when you buy investment property, it doesn't have to be a rental home. It could be a small warehouse or a, a, an interest in a strip mall. There's so many ways, and it's the same benefit. You get to do what you want with the property. You do, and, uh, you know, I think it's also important for people to keep track in the market cycles as they go up and down. Different properties will grow in value or stagnate in value. And so, um, yeah, you know, with all of these rooftops that you're seeing coming into Reno, mm-hmm. all the new construction, that's a lot of new bodies. People are going to need warehouse space, retail space, offices. So, you know, commercial follows rooftops. So if uh, people are having trouble right now finding a fix and flip or uh, inspired by all the construction in town, it probably means there's some really good commercial opportunities right around the corner. Yes. Now, I hear that uh, some people are talking about commercial opportunities coming into the area and uh, all across the country because so many people are starting to do their business online. They don't really feel the need to go to these big, big stores and I think it's having some impact. In fact, I know it's having some impact on some of the big chains, first of all, but maybe even some of the regionals. I mean, people want the convenience that the internet offers and Amazon and anybody else that's in the delivery business. What do you think about that? Do you think that's going to put pressure up or down? Well, I think that uh, what it'll do is it'll negatively impact retail in the long run because yeah, people will be ordering more, more things will be delivered. Um, But if you look at a place like Reno, if we were to, let's say, add, I don't know, 20% to our population, but retail stayed the same because the 20% in increase was met, that demand was met by delivery, right? And so you don't need necessarily all the retail space. But conversely, what I see are more and more people wanting the experience. So they want to go to have a nice cup of coffee. They want to go to a local brewer. They want to eat local honey. And so in that way, I think retail for, you know, Radio Shack or Target, yeah, they may struggle. But the mom and pop shops, the small strip centers like we have in Midtown that are being redeveloped, that are being uh, absorbed, there's very little vacancy there because so many people want to come and open a cool little place for people to hang out. Mm-hmm. So I think it uh, cuts both ways. And, you know, a savvy investor can study those trends in those markets and, and find good opportunities. You know, Dave, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that more and more people want retail to be an experience more so than an opportunity to purchase a product and take it home or take it somewhere else. Yep. It's when they go, they expect to be entertained. They expect to have a pleasant, a surprising experience that is timely. So that means things have to stay current in such a way. Sure. Um, and you're right. I think if you need something, uh, a piece of furniture, it's easy to order it and have it delivered. But if you want to go out to a great restaurant, you want to go see a play, you want to go see an art show, you want to take in the music. I mean, there's so many things that are integral. And, of course, food yep. is the common denominator. Absolutely. Everything has. And with our ability to get so much great food and restaurants in Reno, that's it. Yeah, I see that happening. Exactly. So if you're talking about an 80,000-square-foot big box, no, that's going to that's gonna struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's going to be tough to, to build and pencil a bunch of new ones. 
But if you're talking about subdividing three and five thousand square foot spaces in densely populated area or re redeveloping a midtown or those sorts of things, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in that. And that's what the people want. I was on Rock Boulevard not long ago and what used to be a uh, thrift store, a secondhand store, prior to that I think it was a warehouse, is now a restaurant and brewery. It's right near I-80 off of... Uh, on Rock Street, at Rock Boulevard, and it was a great example for me how some building, some location that was really not desirable at all and not really used for anything other than storage suddenly turned into a place where you can go have a great experience. Yep. I mean, they had their they, they had their brewery right there. They had converted uh, uh, certain parts of it, moved in pool tables, and people were just having a great time. It was a very, very cool place yeah, for me. And, and you're seeing that happen all across the country, and, and so it'll be interesting as, as those areas get redeveloped and built out and those sorts of things. But, you know, if you're going to add uh, all the thousands and thousands of jobs and employment to the area and bring those people in, you're going to need uh, more of those experiences, and there's going to be more demand for, for that product. In order to get going, though, like we talked about earlier on the show, you need to have access to cash. Sure. And uh, that is, I think, one of the challenges that many people have when opportunities come up. I, I remember when the, uh, the mortgage meltdown hit, January of 2012, median home prices in northern Nevada, they were half, less than half of what they are today. But not very many people had cash. Most people had to bail instead of take advantage of opportunities. And I think a lot of people didn't have cash because they didn't have the wherewithal or or the speed of ability to sell the assets that they had. Let our listeners know again how speed can help somebody in the acquisition of investment property. Well, a perfect example right now is uh, in Washington, you have uh, Congress talking about tax bill and and uh, what changes they could be making to something like that and whether or not they can get that passed by the end of the year. One of the big changes they're talking about is if you want the primary residence tax exemption, you'll have to stay in a house for five years instead of just two out of five years. Mm. So there could be a number of sellers who have had their house on the market. They've been thinking of upsizing uh, or downsizing or moving or whatever. All of a sudden, that person is going to be extremely motivated to sell in calendar 2017. Mm. Because if it rolls into 2018 and they're now under a new tax code, maybe if they sell that 150000 that they've gained in appreciation over the last four years is now going to be taxed at 20% versus, oh, it was your primary residence for three of the last five years? You know what? You get that whole 150000 tax-free. So you're talking about a $30,000 yeah. difference in this person's pocket. That's and right. maybe they need that money for the new project or the new house they're buying, or they just don't want to send it to Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. So that person is going to be very motivated. They may, at the end of the day, say, you know, I'll take a $20,000 haircut because it, it's a net ten grand better to me. And they'll be making a really good rational decision for themselves mm -hmm. based on good advice from their accountant and their realtor. But that gives the hard money buyer the opportunity to say, I can close this year. They'll need the $20,000 discount, but boom, now they're getting a great deal on the property. They fix it up uh, during, the, during the winter, and they can sell into the summer sales season this spring and pick up a nice profit. And Maybe it was a little bit of a thin deal, but now they have a $20,000 reduction. They're ready to go. So that would be a primary uh, example of a, just an opportunity that can present itself. It wasn't here in October. Nobody really saw it coming. Boom, there's a change in Washington. You know, a sharp investor can take advantage of that and, and has to be able to close quickly, and there you go. 
Yeah. Now, some people might think that if you get a hard money loan from Socotra Capital or any other hard money lender, that you have to have that loan in place for a certain amount of time. Uh, let our listeners know what kind of terms, what kind of, of length of time those loans are made for. So we've got six-month interest only, no minimum, no prepayment penalty for people who just need to trade paper quickly. Mm -hmm. And then we've got longer-term uh, loans that can go out as far as 10 or 15 years if folks want to uh, take on a bigger project where they're buying uh, an apartment building and fixing up units and need to turn over tenants, or if they are uh, doing the same with a strip center or something like that in a retail business. So we try to match our loan product for what their exit strategy is so that we can make sure we're meeting their needs. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I know that you have lots of great services and uh, understanding because every deal is so different and has its own level of complexities. Dave, in case anybody wants to visit with you in person about a hard money loan from Socotra Capital, what's the best number? They should give me a ring at 775-420-4990. Uh, Excellent. We're going to have more with Dave Washburn and a look at the numbers from the Association of Realtors after this quick message. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. We're talking hard money loans and hard money lending, what it is and how it works with Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. And we're talking about oh, the real estate market in northern Nevada. The commercial real estate market is growing every bit as fast, in fact, sometimes faster than the residential market because there's more and more demand for people to move to northern Nevada. It's a beautiful place. I mean, that never changes, never has changed. But now more and more people are discovering the good things happening in northern Nevada. That's why we love talking about real estate because if you have the wherewithal 
or you can get somebody to partner with you in one way, shape, or form to purchase real estate, primary residence, doesn't matter, investment property, if you can, I guarantee you, you're going to be happy if you hung on to that property because we really see Northern Nevada turning into something really, really big when it comes to equity in your investment or primary resident property. Now, there's always risks, and so we always encourage you to talk to your CPA, talk to your attorney if you have an attorney friend, somebody you'd like to chat with before you invest in any way, shape, or form in Northern Nevada. I think one of the best ways to start is to buy your own home. If you don't own your own home and you're paying somebody else's mortgage, you're better off to pay your own. If you have questions for us anytime after the show, give us a call, 775 775- 786-5515 or send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Dave Washburn is with me in the studio. Hard money, that's for investors. You don't deal at all with people buying primary residence, do you, Dave? No, if you're buying your primary residence, the banks are the best route for you. Yep, but if you're looking to buy investment property, could be a rental house, Dave? Yeah, rental properties. We're doing short-term Airbnb stuff people have been taking advantage of, long-term rentals with tenants, mm-hmm. uh, fix and flip properties on people short-term. Not as much fix and flip now, of course, because it's a different kind of market. But I would think that if you're really into investing in real estate, you're, looking, you're always looking for buyers, you're always looking for sellers, there should still be good activity. Yeah, there's incredible activity. And as we were just reading on this report, um, Reno's setting a record for the most sales in a year here in 2017. So that's the most, you know, secondhand properties uh, traded in this market ever in a year. So there's absolutely activity. Uh, there's absolutely buyers out there. There's, there's things happening. Um, what I encourage people is uh, to look at the differences in the market. And, you know, for a while there, the big opportunity was in short sales with banks. And, you know, there were also times when it was in REO properties at the courthouse steps and other opportunities we've seen have just been buying off the MLS. And now it's changing again. So uh, it's never going to be static for a long, long period of time. But uh, Investors who are working with good agents can get in there and and anticipate a little bit where the market's moving to. When we look at the median numbers uh, for prices, home prices, for your typical stick-built family home in northern Nevada, three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, as noted by the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors' most recent report, the median home price is $365,000 for Reno. Uh, If you look at the county-wide, it's pretty close. It's $355,000. That's a big number and a big increase from last year. The thing about those numbers, Dave, is that price, that median home price, it's relevant whether you're buying primary residence or investment property. You've still got the same pool of homes to look at. You do uh, because those are existing homes, so they're already there. What we're seeing is more and more it's being driven by the primary uh, owner-occupant because they aren't worried as much about their return on investment or cash flow. They're buying a place because it's going to have other benefits to them. And uh, especially folks moving from California and coming over here, uh, the, that's a remarkably cheap price for them. They just sold their home for seven to $900,000 and they're paying half price for the exact same uh, building. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm still bullish on, on the pricing. I know it's getting harder and harder for local residents who work to afford, but uh, I, I just don't think that's gonna be a limiter for a retiree who's coming with cash. Mm-hmm. Let's say that somebody uh, has a real estate property that's an investment property. It might be a primary residence. It might be a small business. They need to do some work on the property. Now, is there anything available that would be equivalent, let's say, to a a line of credit, a home equity loan, 
on a business when it comes to hard money? Is it possible to get money for those kinds of projects? We can't because we're raising money from investors. And so when that money goes out, uh, we have to be charging interest on it. So we don't have the ability to operate a line of credit mm -hmm. where you could draw on it and then pay some back and draw on it and pay some back. Um, hard money lenders used to do products like that, but uh, those uh, have stopped um, post Dodd-Frank Act and post the crash. So yeah, it's not something we would be able to do for somebody. Mm -hmm. Are you limited to just Nevada and California? Do you guys do work in other, in other states as well? There are other states where we do work uh, that don't require a license, don't require a brick and mortar office. Mm -hmm. So we're legally allowed to do loans there. We only do larger loans, uh, commercial loans, things where you can underwrite the tenants and understand the, the deal. We wouldn't do a, you know, a small fix and flip loan in Houston where we don't know the market, for instance, uh, even though I'm sure there's a ton of opportunity there after the, the hurricane, it's just not uh, not worth it for us to, to potentially make those mistakes in different areas. And I'm sure when it's not, when it goes beyond just the purchase of a piece of real estate that has a value that you can put on it, there's a, you start to take on more risk, right? When you're, it's dependent upon this taking place, a remodel, a new roof, all these other elements. Exactly, and that's why we really want to operate in areas we know so we have a rough idea of what it takes to get a roofing permit in Washoe County and what that should cost and who the contractors would be. And if uh, you know we had to foreclose and take a property back, how we could get it done. And if you took me to a market like Houston, I could learn it, but it would, it would take me a while and cost me some money to get there. The kinds of businesses that you work with, Dave, um, I'm sure there, there's all sorts of, of, of types of business, but is there any category that seems to have more activity lately or this time of the year? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of activity in the cannabis industry with it becoming uh, legalized in Nevada and in California. So that's driving a lot in uh, retail and in industrial space. So I would say that those are really busy. Um, and then it's not a category per se, but we are doing a lot of 1031 exchanges where people are selling higher priced assets along the coast in California in mature markets and moving those to places like Vegas and Reno where they can get a higher rate of return. Mm -hmm. And due to the nature of you know the, the strict timeline they're on, a lot of times coming to hard money to close quickly at the end of that uh, 180 days uh, really matters to them. And so we're seeing a number of those deals from 1031 exchanges. And I would imagine that uh, toward the end of the year, like we are right now, there's a time factor there too. People sometimes just need to close that deal before the start of the next year. Yep, and uh, with all the talk of the taxes and potential changes to tax plans and how that affects real estate, I think we're going to really see it pick up the, the last couple weeks of December. Hmm. If I wanted to buy some property and my business on that property was going to be becoming a beekeeper on that property, is that a possibility that a person could get hard money if they needed it for a transaction like that? Yeah, absolutely, as long as they weren't also living there. So if... Uh, it's an investment, you come with a business plan, or maybe you're gonna occupy a small amount of space and lease the other spaces out to, you know, it could be horse-related uh, property where there's space for beekeepers or some sort of orchard or different things like that. Yeah, absolutely, we can work with you on those. You know, some of the opportunities, Dave, I see for things like that, it's just raw land. There aren't any services, there aren't any uh, you know, any paved roads, it's kind of hard to get there because there's a lot of that kind of property around there. Could you do a hard money deal if it involved raw land? We can. They're getting more and more difficult. And my guess is by sometime in 2018, we'll have phased that out uh, as, a, as a company. 
And the reason is raw land fluctuates in value uh, very rapidly. And we're anticipating as this market continues to mature, uh, that we won't want to be on the hook with, with raw land because it takes so long to develop. So if you had a new project today and uh, you were hoping to bring it to market three or four years from now, we probably wouldn't want to extend that four-year financing in the same way we would have in 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. Are you more likely to do loans in rural areas or urban areas, or does it, re does it really matter? Is it more about the area or is it mostly about the business? It's mostly about the real estate and the value. So, I mean, we recently did one out in Silver Springs uh, where we had a nice loan to value, but uh, they're much more rare. You know, where you see the hub of activity and the real drivers in the market are the urban areas and the redevelopment in downtowns and those sorts of things. And so that's where you'll get a lot of the hard money activity. There's discussion now about building, I think it's something like 4,700 homes in South Reno. Not sure if you're familiar with that information that was it was in one of the local, local trades not long ago yep. they were talking about 4700 homes coming in and you wonder my gosh where are they going to be able to you know take care of all those services that they're going to need for those 4700 homes and then there's the infrastructure the roads i guess what we have to count on is the ability to get cash to make the improvements make the upgrades that we need I mean, do you ever go beyond hard money lending to individuals? Do you loan hard money to organizations of any sort? We would. Uh, you know, we, we manage roughly $100 million, so a big 4,700 home development and all the four-lane roads and the improvements and stuff, that would be outside of our budget. Where, where we find ourselves doing development is uh, we recently completed a loan on a, a little over an acre where the developer subdivided it into six lots and then brought in utilities and some something more on that scale where it's uh you know a couple million bucks on the development mm -hmm. that's more in our our wheelhouse well regardless the talk of 47 home 4700 homes coming into south reno means somebody still likes the area there's a builder and an investor or two that think they like the area and they see growth opportunities um, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, my thought is uh, it's a higher quality of life to a lot of the areas in California where folks are leaving, and it's half the price. So they're coming, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, whether we got here first or if you're somebody like me who came from California a few years ago, it uh, when you look out and you see it, you just, it, it really, uh, the quality of life, uh, the activities that you can do, uh, the lower taxes and the real estate's half price. Um, it's a no-brainer, and so I, I'm super bullish on Reno and Northern Nevada, and you know even smaller communities like Gardnerville and Minden continuing to grow. And that may not be what people want to hear, but uh, I do think I do think it's going to continue to to be strong. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be in Northern Nevada, you might as well be happy. And I think a lot of us would be happier, Dave, if we owned real estate where we live. I'm glad you joined us on the show today. Thank you for having me back. It was great to be here again. If anybody wants to reach you again, give us your contact information. 775-420-4990. That was Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. Great person to talk to if you're looking for a hard money loan. And we're going to, again, put all of Dave's Contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll be back with Sherry Hill on Nevada Real Estate Radio. She's going to talk to us about the outlook for 2018. And we'll talk about uh, well, all the exciting things going on during the holiday season. We'll be back with her and more after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated. 
a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying great conversation with industry experts, just like I do every week. This is the last week of the year, 2017, and we couldn't finish off the show in any better fashion than to have my favorite wealth protection diva on the show, Sherry Hill. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you, Peter. I want to wish you a happy new year coming up here. Wow, so close. I know. We're right there. (laughs) I had a great Christmas. Thank you very much for all the great things that you uh, provided for the staff at Sage International at our advertising agency. And, and to me personally, what a wonderful holiday I'm having this year. So. Awesome. Me too. 2017 is going to close out nicely and really looking forward to 2018. You know it. You know, this year is one of those years where people, I think, are looking at a lot of different things that they have in the past. Well, we have a, a new president in the White House. We have you know, new optimism in northern Nevada, especially because of all of the digital technology that's moving into the area, the housing boom that we're going through right now. And, well, most recently, I guess the thing that happened was the new tax legislation from the Trump administration. And you and I have been talking about it a lot since then. Uh, you know, but, you know, most people just they don't want all the minutia. They just kind of like to know how we expect it to end in 2018 compared to 2017 under this new legislation, Sherry. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm excited because they're going after corporations, meaning they're going to reduce the corporate income tax. And as you know, my world is setting up entities, Mm -hmm. LLCs and corporations. So I think it's going to be great for business. I know the, you know, it's all for big corporations, but guess what? Helps small business too. So the more money you can put back in your pocket, the more money you can reinvest in your employees and your equipment and innovation. Yes. Now, some of the pundits that I've heard of, because I I like to listen to both sides of the equation, they just look at the expenses, the costs of putting this legislation through. Uh, They don't really look at what the benefits are, because I believe, Sherry, that the benefits are going to be that the average Joe and Jane, like you and me, we're going to see more money at the end of the year Obviously, there's going to be some adjustments in some categories up and some down, but from everything I can see, I think we're going to see more adjustments down as far as how I'm taxed throughout the year, and that should result in having more money at the end of the year, and I'll feel it, of course, all throughout the year. I think this kicks in in the first quarter, so, I mean, what's going to happen when people see more cash in their pockets? What do you think they're going to do with it? Well, of course, they're going to spend it. And We're not that, a saving society, yeah, that, so it's a, going to be spent. Is that a good thing, though? Is that Well, it is or, because it stimulates the economy. And again, when you talk about what are the things that are going to be helpful to any business owner, real estate investors, is a reduction in capital gains tax, a reduction in your corporate income taxes, and a reduction in your personal income taxes. Yeah. And so I know they paint the big picture out there about the deficit and so on, But go into your micro world and say, look, this is going to have some advantages to me 
And if I can reduce taxes, then I can put that back into my business, my employees, my equipment, and all kinds of capital, right? I, I, echo, <laughs> I echo that sentiment, Sherry, because I believe that when an investor, a business person who is in the business of running and growing a business, when suddenly they see that they're making more profits or have less expenses, I don't, those don't seem like the kind of people that decide to put that money in a hole and bury it so they can have it someday. I, these kind of people that are going to get these benefits, they're the kind that are going to expand their businesses, like you say, maybe buy new equipment, maybe hire more people, maybe give some raises. In fact, I think I heard about some major companies in the U.S. that are automatically, because of the new legislation, going to give many of their employees. I know one of the networks is Fox News is going to give all their employees a $1,000 bonus. Well, but then they also say, well, you know, all they're going to do, you know, whenever they report in the news, they talk about the big publicly traded companies, right. that they're going to buy back stock and hold all that in. Well, that's a small segment of business in America. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the trends and what's going on and the growth of our nation in advanced manufacturing, then you're talking about high paying jobs all over the country with a focus on new technology. And so when you can reduce taxes and focus on the business owners that live, work and play here, it is gonna be a win. I'm looking for a big win in 2018. I think 2018 is going to be a very exciting year, Sherry, for many, many reasons. Uh, the tax legislation and the optimism that I see and I feel in the economy uh, is not the only thing. Housing market in northern Nevada is looking really, really strong. I mean, as far as equity goes, everybody was concerned for so many years that their homes they were buying weren't worth as much as they paid. They started to be upside down and, oh my gosh, they thought the world was going to end. Now it's really flip-flopped so fast in the last six years. Homes have more than doubled than what they were in the low of January 2012. So people are really looking at real estate as a great way to probably invest some money, even if it's just buying your own primary residence. Uh, across the country, you're dealing with people in uh, all 50 states, Sherry. Are you finding more action from people that are wanting to do oh, absolutely. real estate? I'm getting phone call after phone call from people excited to be investing in real estate again. And, it, you know, because I work in all 50 states, I mean, I'm seeing great opportunity, not just in northern Nevada or the state of Nevada, but all over the country except California. Okay, <laughs> so stay out of California. But when you, when you think about, you know, doesn't matter what the state of the economy is, people still need to live somewhere. And so even though real estate, like the stock market, like everything has its ups and downs, if you're positioned correctly, so you're not cash poor and, um, you know, debt heavy, then you can take advantage of when the times are great, you're positioned to be able to invest in real estate, and then you're going to find that there's huge demand for what you have. Absolutely. I encourage all of my friends and associates, Sherry, to save money whenever they can because when the market changes, you want to make sure that you can take advantage of it. And still, cash is king, or access to cash, at least, is king. And, of course, you want to take care of all the other related things like your credit status, your credit report, and your knowledge of what's going on in the business community. 
Speaking of the business community, Sherry, you are the host of your own radio show, The Sherry Hill Show. And I know it's coming on right after this show, so I want to encourage our listeners to tune in. Why don't you let us know a little bit about the guest that you're going to be interviewing today? Dr. Tracy Weiland, who I've interviewed her before, and she's just fantastic. She's becoming an annual for me. So we talked about her 2018 Uh, disruptive predictions for next year and so really she is a international speaker it's her 12th book that she's written and we really talk about what's going on in the business world that's disruptive and what she foresees as trends and anything that you as a business owner a student should be paying attention to because this is where you're going to be able to make money Right, right. You make your money in business by running your business the right way, and you've got great insight like your, many of your guests do, Sherry, and, and it's, a, it's a one-two punch when you get Sherry Hill and all of these fantastic speakers, guests, many of them are author experts who appear on your show as well. Great knowledge and information for our listeners. I mean, this is a great way to get what could be a free MBA in many ways because you're learning how to run that business. Yes. And, you know, again, I always enjoy hearing what she has to say. So this is, you know, kind of out of the box thinking. And if you are in business, one of the keys that creates success is being a visionary and always thinking three to five years out what's going on in your industry, what's going on in your own business. How do you capitalize on that? And how do you not become obsolete because you didn't pay attention? Pay attention. You'll do the right thing. If you're listening to this show, you probably are or want to be a real estate investor. And I just love the business of real estate investing because it's cash flow, cash flow, cash flow every single month if you're doing it the right way. And the experts that we bring on our show help you do it the right way. Sherry, you're one of the smartest ladies I know when it comes to business, real estate. I mean, in general, you're a smart cookie. Thank you. (laughs) That's why I teach Catalyst Live, which will start in February, too. So renobusinessclass.com for anyone that's interested in really taking their own business to the next level. Very good. I'm going to put that information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way they can get a hold of you easily, Sherry. And I'm encouraging our listeners to stay tuned. The Sherry Hill Show is coming up next. Don't forget to tell your friends that we are on the air every week, Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Tell your friends and family to join us and then they can take advantage of all of the great real estate opportunities available to them too. Happy New Year, Sherry. Happy New Year, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.